are listening to the Amodamar podcast. In this series, Amoda explores her essential teaching through conversation and excerpts from interviews and events. To find out more about events and to sign up for her newsletter, go to www.amodamar.com. Please subscribe, comment and share if this podcast moves you. And if you feel called to donate, please go to the website. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy. Greetings. Welcome back to another Amoda Ma podcast with me, Kavi and Amoda Ma. Hello, Amoda. Hello, Kavi. Okay, so today we are going to explore the possibility of meeting life experience, inner and outer, from a deeper place, a place of non-reactivity. I'm going to start today's exploration with a little poem that I wrote actually just today uh, during our online, one of our online gatherings um, that seemed appropriate to talk of at the time. Let me read this short, very short, five-line poem, and then we'll, we'll explore. The storm rages. The lighthouse stands rooted in stillness, casting its light into the darkness. Is it possible, Amoda? And for what purpose? Is it useful? Is it possible to meet the world, the inner world, the world of our inner experience, and the outer world, the world of our, you know, the world that we experience? And maybe they're the same and we can explore that. Is it possible to meet the world, as we'll call it, from a deeper place, and this is the hub of it, a place of non-reactivity, and whatever that might mean, might involve, and for what purpose? What's the benefit? What's the, is it useful? Is it possible? The world is tenacious, as uh, Arjuna, I think it was almost one of Arjuna's phrases, the world is tenacious, capricious, he said. At least as far as we know, he probably didn't say that. The world is capricious. It keeps coming. It keeps coming. The storm rages, the inner storm and the outer storm. It's relentless. We live in the world. We're not in the Himalayas. We're not in a cave. We're in the practical world. Yet still, the question arises, is it possible to meet this world from a deeper place? place of non-reactivity and why not only is it possible to meet the, the world our world the world that we experience from a deeper place which we'll explore what that means not only is it possible but it's imperative 
imperative should we take up the invitation? Imperative when we've seen through the futility of trying to fix the world or control the world, our world, the world that I experience, trying to fix it or control it from the superficial, the superficial being from the periphery of ourselves, from the self that wants it to be a certain way and therefore attempts to control it. And the attempt to control it also means to control how we feel about it, control our feelings, because the world we experience is not just the facts, what's happening or not happening, it's how we feel about what's happening or not happening. And that's where the futility of trying to control how we feel about it or trying to change the circumstances so that we feel or don't feel, yeah, so that we feel something that we want to feel, happiness or whatever it might be, um, success, uh, security, but we don't want to feel heartbreak or we don't want to feel uncertainty. The futility of trying to control how we feel, once that's been seen through, yeah, we start to, it becomes possible to start meeting our experience from a deeper place. So when we say the futility is, is that all attempts to repress or deny or avoid or control or overcome in some way how we feel, our direct feeling sense in the midst of life is counterproductive because we end up constricting ourselves, contracting ourselves. And if things challenge this small space that we've put ourselves in, then we become reactive or we become uh, overly fearful or overly anxious trying to protect this small space that we've condensed ourselves into. And who suffers in that? We suffer in that. Yeah. So in that sense, we can, it's imperative in in the sense for our own well-being on all levels, emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual, to, to see through that Uh, strategy of control that isn't serving anything. It serves neither the individual nor does it serve the world. 
in order to serve others and to start to come to a place within ourselves where we can discover within ourselves what is vaster or more spacious than that very condensed or restricted sense of self that's in opposition to its own experience, in opposition to life, in opposition to what's happening. So we start to come to the possibility of undoing that tight fist within ourselves, the clenched fist, the tension, the agitation, the making an enemy out of our own experience. That's the beginning of awakening out of the identification with 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 ego self yeah so i i uh, we, we you were just you were talking then really about the inner world what i'm trying to get to is the is the is the hub of the part of the hub of the the pro, part of the spiritual problem particularly a non-dual sort of problem is that uh what to do about the world well the, the, you know sorry but you know the the the, the world you know, everything gets split up into right and wrong in the world. And as we experience it, so it, we become, you know, there's a danger of becoming or being reactive and righteous or wrongous, but righteous. And, you know, there are a lot of people who struggle with, with that, with this dilemma of where to kind of go hold yes but that's just that's just wrong yes and that's exactly what we're speaking of that's exactly what <laughs> i was right. attempting to point to that mm. that righteousness which comes from that tight knot of self that does not want to feel or experience that this is what's happening and i have a felt response to it a felt response to it does not mean a reactive response a reactive okay, response so, is a right. thought response it's wrong <clears throat> that's reactive right okay thought, yeah? yeah good it's yeah. a felt response but a, a reactive response which is a thought response which ends up as an opinion or a righteousness a position taking is actually a, a strategy to avoid the felt sense Yes, there may be injustice in the world, and of course there is. Yes, there is whatever we see, corruption, greed, and so on, heartbreak, suffering, and all of this division. Nobody's saying that's right. But it is as it is. It is happening in the world right now. And perhaps it's always been happening, at least as far as we can see. Um, <clears throat> Sadly, yes. <laughs> 
our felt response to that <clears throat> is not reactive. It hurts. It touches us. It breaks our hearts. Maybe it confuses us. Maybe it there's a sense of helplessness. What can I do? Why is it like this? And so on. This is more honest than taking up a position of righteousness. The taking up a position of righteousness creates an enemy out of what is. It creates an enemy out of the fact of what is. It is as, as this right now. That's all we can know and truly say, honestly. And to make an enemy out of it and say it's it shouldn't be happening, whilst on, on one level that's true, <laughs> of course, who wants suffering and division and corruption and all of this stuff? But it is happening, yeah? The, the forces that, that come into play historically, galactically, uh, or, or culturally, the, the many forces that have... Karmically karmically that have brought this about. So it is the way it is right now. So first of all, before we jump to uh, making an enemy out of what is, we need to feel our response to it, to feel the honesty of it, which is really a heart response. Then that starts to allow us to meet it from a deeper place than the reactive self. The reactive self simply creates suffering for itself and for those around it, perpetuates what we call the pain body, the pain body in me and the pain body in In the the environment. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's why it's imperative. It's imperative. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so in a way, what you're kind of, what you're pointing to is if, if there are any steps, which there aren't really, but, but is, Without uh, the human being, which is part of this transformational path, without the human being being prepared to fully feel, fully feel that the you know the feelings are the doorway to going deeper. That in itself is a profound journey, right? Because we spend our lives, and we're all very trained in spending our lives avoiding fully feeling whatever suffering or whatever it is, everything, yeah, mostly everything to do with our own personal lives and to do with the collective lives, because we're almost trained to believe that, we, you know, we can't go there. We've got to keep these things away. And this is a kind of, which creates then a shadow and which creates a reactivity. Yeah, we live in a reactive world, period. Yes. And so this first step would be allowing that in to the extent that, that that we can. Yes. I mean, we're talking, to put it in its context, about an inner transformation first, before anything can truly change in the world, whether that world is our immediate environment of relationships, yeah, and, and the bigger environment, yeah, Um and the world on a collective level, first to the inner transformation. And then from that place, we can meet the world differently and change can be um, effective, if you like. So, yes, and the first step to inner transformation is, first of all, feeling. Feeling, not emotion, but feeling. 
as you say, we we the the what well, you know what we may call the ego structure, yeah, is always trying to avoid, yeah, or reject according to its own conditioning and what it's learnt and what it's uh, absorbed, uh, what its defenses are, and so on. Is 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 attempting to to employ many strategies of defense or armoring and control against reality, against the the, the fact of what I'm experiencing. And that creates the the armored, the armoring of the heart. Uh, That creates the, the sort of shell of the self, which becomes usually a, a shell of opinion, of position taking, of me against that, of me against you, uh, of seeing an enemy, uh, and, and so on. Uh, in all aspects of life, this then becomes the, a prison, the prison of self. And so we may begin what we might call an inner journey or a, a spiritual journey even, but it doesn't, we don't even have to make it a spiritual journey because many people don't even want to. No. Yeah, that's not, but we can, each of us, every individual, spiritual or unspiritual, mm-hmm. start to become more honest and more intimate with the, the the truth of what we feel that's already a dropping in from the mind uh, uh, sort of structure which is what I call the periphery the superficial the thought activity into the deeper self which is the heart first <laughs> yeah where we start to feel I feel. I feel wow, the whatever it is, yeah. I, I always come back to it's really a heartbreak. Initially, it's felt as heartbreak. The heart starts to break open, whereas once it was closed, that's the beginning of the inner transformation. Why is it so difficult? Why why do people find this? You know what of what of what kind of monster have we created? You know, on mass. You know that that is m- more willing to rise up into its reactivity of the individual and collective self, yeah, because it's just the same thing, rather than going, you know, a little bit deeper down into the into into the as you say into the heart or into the deeper feeling. Why? What? What the hell? I mean, have we created a a, a kind of Frankenstein out of ourselves? That, that, that doesn't allow this kind of deeper feeling because, I mean, in my personal experience, my I've only come into life, into truth, as that's actually happened. Before, I was a parody. I was a joke. I was an actor. I was a facsimile. I was an avoider. I was an addict. I was anything. To, to I didn't even know there was a doorway. I didn't even know that's what I was doing. Maybe that's the thing. I didn't even, I wasn't even aware. And then when I became aware, it actually took me quite a long time and it was really, very difficult to open up this thing. What the hell? I'm over. Yeah, well, <laughs> I <laughs> don't have the question. answer to that. <laughs> it, 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 you know, I mean, if we, if we look at it from a very broad perspective or the perspective of, uh, let's say, 
consciousness or the un the un let's call it the unmanifest as it as it as it as it as the unmanifest manifests into many parts it uh seems to lose itself in those many parts and uh individually and collectively it becomes uh, a sort of um uh, manifestation of not knowing its true nature as the unmanifest. And so it's like consciousness gets lost in form and that gives rise to unconsciousness, which, you, which is what we're talking about. And then it sort of is, is sort of amplified because one uh, unconscious supports the other unconscious. And what is unconsciousness? It's forgetting who you are, yes, forgetting your essential nature. So you great, become yeah. identified with your role. You become identified with your uh, thought forms. You become identified with your emotion forms, <laughs> yeah, which are reactive. And the whole of society, which is a mass of unconsciousness, <laughs> uh, and the whole of culture and, and then the history and the yes. generations and so on and so on are, are amplifying that. So we come to, to only, well, we don't know ourselves, but we've become lost in the identification with our, uh, our form identity, this body, this thought, this mind, this opinion, and the whole of education and the whole of the family dynamic dynamic supports that. So we're supported in what we know, in what we think, in what we believe, in how we present ourselves, in what roles we play in life, uh, uh, and so on and so on. And then (laughs) when that's finally become a prison and there's no real satisfaction or nourishment or, or, or peace in that or happiness in that, then we start on an inner journey and we come back to yeah, the uncovering of what we really are, which can't be another belief system, but the journey has to start with the undoing of everything that has become a layer and upon layer of facsimile. Yeah, and then that's the way it is. And and perhaps as we wake up to that yes. true true self, then that then we meet ourselves, we meet the world. And perhaps if we do have children, we meet our children mm. as that. And of course, the education would need to support it. The society would need to support that. And perhaps that's something that may or may not happen as we evolve as, as humanity. And then something starts to change, perhaps. There has been a, this, in a way, this has been pointed to through religion, which I'm not a big fan of, but it has been pointed to in the way that sin has been, um, you know, sold in a way, but actually even the, the, there's the, the idea of sin, although it's been bastardized in many ways and used as a stick to beat people down rather than lift people up, in its essence, it actually has a truth, doesn't it? Because to sin is to err and to err is to forget. Yes. So, which is what you were yes. talking about. So, yes. actually, a lot of religions are have been pointing, in their purest sense, to the very thing that we're we're talking about. We've all we've all forgotten. There's the great yes. forgetting again. We've talked about this before. Yes. Yes. And and, and you know, if, if we put it in, a, in an even broader context than that, 
Is it not possible, and, and we can't absolutely know perhaps, but is it not possible that even this is as it is in the sense that the purpose of life may, uh, this is just a possibility to consider, may not be to have a perfect world, but the purpose of life <laughs> is to is for the unmanifest to come to know itself or to remember itself through the manifest. So the whole purpose of life is for us to wake up to this. It's a whole soul's journey. Yeah. So the, the question is like, why do we have to, why is it so difficult? Why, <laughs> why do we have to go on this journey? Wouldn't it be so much easier or more beautiful or more perfect if we were born as this, as this knowing? Um, well, perhaps that may happen at some point on our evolutionary journey, but right now this is where we are. And perhaps right now this is the perfect evolutionary expression of consciousness or beingness yeah. coming to know itself <clears throat> through unconsciousness. Yeah. Through that unconsciousness, through the erring, the sin, the forgetting to come to remember itself. And through that is an evolution of consciousness that may be possible. I like I think to think so. I like to I, feel I, so. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a kind of future, there's a future pull in that. And, and, it, and it is part of the human experience to look at uh, the, the individual and the broader uh, suffering and to 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 want to do something about it, and that's a noble, in its essence, it's an actually a noble pull, and it's a noble thought, and it's not, you know, it, it doesn't work to kind of uh, override it in the in in some kind of extreme spiritual sort of way, but the very pull to um, either ameliorate or do away with suffering as if it could be done away with, which is doubtful from where I'm standing because the nature of life is, is kind of suffering, but I, I, I'm not really saying anything big. I'm just saying the pull of, of the human in the context of what you just said, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the purpose. Well, this the is the pull. The, what we call the, we may call it a spiritual impulse. We may call it uh, uh, an inner impulse that takes us within to, com to contemplate, inquire into the nature of who I am beneath the layers, and so on and so on. That is, that that is what you're speaking of. That is the 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 noble, yes, um, the noble part. impulse yes. yeah. to to. <clears throat> end suffering yeah it may not change or end suffering uh in the sense of yes life is birth and death and there is suffering in that life is beginnings and endings and there is suffering in that there's a certain level of suffering which is hatred greed corruption um and so on and so on, violence, that may be ended. Yeah, That's unnecessary suffering that comes from unconsciousness. Then the kind of suffering that, that sort of underneath that, the birth, death, 
you know, and all of that, the impermanence of things, that's a different level of suffering, which mm, we, mm. we cannot erase. So yes, we can address some of those issues of unnecessary suffering, but not through opposition or uh, counter-opinion, counter-belief that simply perpetuates it. First, the inner transformation so that we meet others, we meet our experience, we meet ourselves. It has to start within from that place of non-division the end of suffering on on that level that's the beginning of it that's all we that's really all we can do that's where we're at yeah perhaps then with time it starts to permeate certain areas of our collective yeah and uh and so you know if 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 we were to ask kind of for what purpose is this deepening as you just said you just explained some of it it's not we're not we are you you are not talking about a place necessarily of of non-action it's not a a a a, a, a well whatever kind of place neither it is is it a, a reactive place because people are called, you know, you're called, you get called. The, 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 the classic scene of the Mahabharata where Arjuna was called, I mean, he was, he had, he was in a choiceless choice situation. It was, it was an extraordinary piece of work and teaching as far as in the simple way that I understand it. And he was, he was, he was having, being drawn into battle to fight with his relations who he knew he was going to have to go and kill. And in the moment where he was pulled and he was a noble warrior, he, he fell into doubt. He fell into selfism. I can't do this. I'm full of confusion. He had to come back to that. And Krishna appeared and talked to him of the nature of reality, the depth of reality, the spheres of reality to do and to be unattached to the doing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so this is partly the, what we're talking about, to meet the world, the inner and outer world from a deeper place, a place of non-reactivity. Yes. And so it's not non-action. That's right. That's right. It gets <clears throat> this this whole sort of um, uh, topic or exploration it, it is it gets confused in that when we speak about the inner transformation and non-reactivity, then the um, let's call it the 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 mind or the self that doesn't truly know it's it's doesn't know its true nature interprets that yes. as well then I, i've got to be passive yeah whatever I, I i abdicate responsibility or i don't care and uh there's a kind of nihilism in that or and so on and, and that really is a very um <laughs> erroneous view or understanding once you once like krishna uh sorry arjuna once uh, you've realized true true nature and um uh understood the 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 sort of coming and going of all forms and the the the, the formless that from which those forms arise then action no action they they 
simultaneous in some way. If you take action from a place of of uh, non reactivity, which sort of flummoxes the mind, but you're 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 moving from from a, a natural intelligence. Uh, it's it's a completely different frequency yes. field to the reactive self that wants to uh, that has hatred in it that has violence. You can actually take action that is is very you know definite or strong from a place of non-violence. You can say no from a non-violence place. You can also say no from an extremely yes. violent place. They're completely different within oneself. Different, and they yeah. have a different impact. One yeah, exactly. adds to the pain body yeah. of the collective. One ends the pain body. But so always very well there said, is yes, yeah, yes. one always always there is a yes and a no. Yes. Always in life. We can't yeah. avoid uh, uh, action in life. And yet so sometimes it, no action is the right thing. So no. we have to really come from that place. And, and so, and so in that sense, you know, what, uh, what Arjuna, many of them thousands of years ago, what he was kind of dealing with, the dilemma that he was sort of dealing with in its noble way, yeah, as we hear, the modern equivalent of that is the, is the nervous system that is in triggered mode for the modern domestic human being all of us in the western world uh, we know all have this kind of what can be loosely called pain body the nervous system that is by its very nature reactive We're pulled 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 by the thought this shouldn't be happening that shouldn't be happening and so the 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 you can't get to the deeper place without deep without dealing with the nervous system pain body is that correct? Yes, that has to be included. Um, <clears throat> uh, of course, there are many techniques and methods for um, meeting and undoing and perhaps letting go some of the trauma in the nervous system and so on. And then the the essence of that is you know not everybody has to do that work but we no. can cut we can cut through that which is the essence of it which is stop mm. wait feel that's it mm. stop wait feel mm. yeah everything else is a knee jerk reaction which is an avoidance of the feeling the nervous system if you like is holding trauma because it's unwilling to meet the pain the hurt that is there, which isn't mm. to do with now, it's to do with then. Mm. If you stop, wait, feel, soften, open, allow, then whatever it was that was a trauma then can be met now and actually it moves through you. What we yes. might say, another way of saying this is space. Allow space in you. Come to be aware of space. Space is the pause. Wait in between thought. Wait in between, yeah, the 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 the, the density or intensity of emotion. Stop. Mm. Wait, and then see what's there. This is the mm. beginning of awareness. This is the beginning of spaciousness. This is the beginning of stillness. 
and each of us has that capacity. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you yes. asked, we started this conversation with, mm. is it possible? Yes, of course it's possible. Yes. But it's only possible when there's a willingness, when you start to see that this frenetic, agitated, frantic, yeah. agitated self is the cause of your own suffering, your own tension. Of course, we can't force this upon ourselves or about upon anybody, but we can invite it. And each person, like a flower that comes to its blooming, will come to that place in their own time, yeah, where where yes. this possibility is more available that I think we cannot that, really impose. No, I think you know, much as it's it's a very different uh, um, environment from the environment that I was in when I was unraveling back in ninety five, ninety six, or during the the late nineties. You know, where actually we, were, I I was very uh, isolated in that sense and going through it on my own, and I didn't. Although I had a great teacher there, and I, there was there was still this sense of just me doing this, and there wasn't the a, a sense of the field. And I'm very interested these days in the impact of the field to actually facilitate what one might be almost be able to call a fast track. Yeah. Because I was on the slow track. I had to go through the histrionics. I had to go through all of the catharsis. And of course, some people do, and you have to keep, you know, you can't neglect or avoid, but my God, it took me a long time. And in scrabbling in, in what I felt was the darkness. Whereas now the context is greater. There are a lot of spiritual teachers, no, no disrespect, but there are a lot of spiritual teachers. There is a big field of energy of people. You go onto social media and even though it might seem ludicrous and full of hate in some ways, there's also a lot of spiritual wisdom going on there from ordinary people. I'm on Twitter. I've got a Twitter account and it's very popular, but boy, is there some wisdom out there. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Wow, that's ordinary people saying beautiful things about depth that was not accessible 15 years ago, or not because of the social media wasn't around, but because it wasn't in the field. The field is being fed by wisdom, and that has an effect, and there's no reason for it to not spread. Yeah, I I agree. I absolutely agree. Like like you, I was very much on my own and doing all the inner work and the catharsis and this, that, and the other. Um, and now, yes, I, I I I I there is a field. Not only because we are immersed in this field, but because I there is a field, and we do see it through social media and in ordinary people, you know. And some of it is sort of um, mm-hmm. yeah. acquisitive knowledge, and some of it is not. A lot of it is not. It's genuine insights, and that field is 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 around. And even though we see a lot of darkness and an intensification of that darkness in the world and all sorts of uh, horrors, if you like. Um, With that, or by, you know, side by side with that concurrently is also an amplification of the field of uh, this availability of coming to this inner transformation more and more in ordinary people in ordinary ways, which is why we say you don't have to be on a spiritual path as such. Although the, you know, the sort of doorway of the spiritual path is often what brings you to this. But mm. I think more and more people, absolutely, and and that's what we do. We're <laughs> we're part of that and and offering that over and over again. Um, 
so yes, of course. Yeah, it is possible. And I think that is perhaps a, a sign or indicative of the evolution of consciousness. Yes. Or at least the evolution of the human aspect of, or some kind of, of <laughs> some kind of movement, isn't it? Yeah. Because definitely, you know, there's the, the, the polarization of the world as it would appear, you know, does seem to be frantically, you know, dancing its, its dance. And we see that and you feel that in, in people and a lot of people. Actually, people are divided, you know, within themselves, of course, but within the collective, there is a lot mm. of division mm. and a lot of finger pointing, a lot of, it's all selfing here and not, you know, it's, it's, it's that can only be, well, it can be for a lot of reasons and it is, but actually, there is an invitation in that because the more mm. frantic the self collective or individual or individual becomes, the more the opportunity to see that it's an illusory self, yes. that it's a dramatic reactive self and yes. it's no way to go on. It's impossible to continue yes. going like in that the, direction. The, the, what, what, what should we call it? The demon, the shadow, the unconscious <laughs> pain body, whatever we want to call it, the Mara, is really coming to the surface now to be seen collectively, individually, yeah? and, and you know, perhaps hopefully, and, it's you know, that that is the very doorway or the possibility. One can't guarantee anything, but... Uh, at least there's a possibility, whereas when it's sort of hidden and yeah. playing itself out behind the scenes, then it's much more difficult to 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 see it. The Mara is not here. You've got yeah, to see right. the Mara and yeah. and meet that Mara from stillness as stillness, as the light, yeah, the light uh, of consciousness or the lighthouse that is, mm -hmm. that is here. And then the Mara is more likely to be seen for what it is. It, mm. it dispels the, the, the demon. Mm. But we have to and start so, with, within and with yes. our own lives. Yeah. There is no, there's no, I mean, we're having said fast track. There's no shortcut. There <laughs> might be a fast track, but there's no real shortcut to this because it has to go in. Mm. It has to go in, it has to be dealt with and whatever's lurking in one's individual, mm. individualness, yeah, has to, has to be met, has to be met. There's no, there's no other way. And that's either an easy journey or a difficult journey. And nobody knows, nobody can predicate that. It might take a short time. It might take a long time. Nobody can predicate that, mm. but it's the opportunity is, is now. The opportunity is here, as we're seeing in our in our groups. They're all about this. You know, the world is intensifying, and that means we either get caught in the drama or we get pulled or or mirrored to go deeper inside, and 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 to ask ourselves the question. As great Krishnamurti was all about questions: Is it possible? Is it possible to meet the world, the inner and the outer world, from a deeper place, from that place of non-reactivity, to be the centre, if you like, to be the still point, to be the one who's not pulled one way or another? Is it useful? For what purpose? Is it possible? That's the deepest oh, yeah. question. Is the world's been pulled, or, you know, and the individuals within the world have been pulled this way and that for thousands of years. Yeah. It's time to end that yeah. that uh, drama of push and pull. And we can only do that? Within. 
<laughs> within for ourselves, ourselves. Individually. Exactly. individually individually yeah so okay i think we mm-hmm. we the storm the storm rages the lighthouse stands rooted in stillness casting its light into the darkness I'm rather pleased with that. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, it was a spontaneous exploration that we hope has stirred you, interested you, excited you, challenged you, pointed you, opened up the field for a deeper exploration. Uh I love these conversations with you, Moda. They're always very beautiful. And now you are dismissed to spend the rest of the day at your leisure. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Beautiful. All right. Thank you. Okay. Take care, everyone. Please uh, stay with us and uh, and look out for the next. Hopefully, we're going to have a, another guest at some point. We've got some ideas about people to to uh, to get on the podcast, and we would like to make a year of interesting and vibrant, uh, challenging, and and and, and um, innovative uh, podcasts for you. Until then, we bid you farewell. Hope you stay well and be blessed. Namaste. Namaste.